0: My enjoyment into the game it was a Mufair just uh announced he's no longer to play Hero League or Heroes of the Storm on stream. So Really? Yeah, you know, wow. even like some of the you know, like the MF Pally times and those guys, you they know they almost looking for
1: specifically play Quick Match or Team League.
0: Right. You know, to they're looking to diversify or get out of because it, it, you know, it does affect their moods. One of the things I one of the practices I've also started doing, remember like we talked about you were talking about League of Legends has got this kind of um role system. Uh, well, the role is system, the... yes, but the uh, the accommodations. Oh yeah, you know? yeah. So what I've been doing, and this was kind of a suggestion from Not Paradox as well, but um, wasn't overtly a suggestion. But after each match, I'm forcing myself, much like in a in a, any type of a team game, to say GG to everyone individually, like whispers. I say. Oh, like, that's a good game. idea. That's like and, actual like
1: real sports when you know at the end of an actual like real like a high school type sporting event aka like football mm-hmm. or something you know the exactly. att- all the teams walk by and you know high five each other and say good game
0: yeah but i actually say something like good game you did a good job there i really appreciated mm-hmm. that and i and i'm forcing myself to do that and that's to diffuse my own toxicity you know my own yeah i mean you know,
1: it's check yourself before you wreck yourself
0: <laughs> exactly and i think you know i just started doing that the last couple uh days you know and that's make, and not paradox in his video says well the reason why this one guy he called it like one of his stream guys uh effect but basically it makes you feel better you know by doing that you know it actually releases i guess mentally you know by saying something positive well it's like relaxing
1: actually, a knot you know you have a muscle that's yeah. knotted or something you, and you, yeah. you you go out of your way to you know go that extra step it kind of like lets yourself off the hook almost right
0: and and more importantly if you say something to the other team like good game you know what happens is sometimes because you're in that league you know you're going to run into some of these people again and if you were toxic mm-hmm. to them they're going to remember you and they're going to just antagonize you um, but if you've been nice to them they might just remember you oh you're the nice guy the one that said hey good game even though we lost well, or whatever and it creates maybe they might join the the mm-hmm. voice cop you know? and not only
1: that it kind of pays it forward you know because if exactly. someone, if you, if you leave someone in a good mood, there's the odds that they're going to stay in a good mood and put, put, you know, pay it forward to another person. It's just going to make it better, you know? And if you get stuck in that mindset of like, uh, I'm being dragged down by my teammates, yeah. you're never going to get past it. Right. You're, you're just going to be constantly explained away. Like, this is where I'm at. This is who I'm stuck with. Like, whatever, you know, you just feel, you know, you're doomed in your own situation. And if you, you know, you got to release yourself from it to just get, go on to something better, I guess, so to speak.
0: It was funny because some of the people I made friends with in the game itself were on the enemy team. Like, I played with this guy, his name's Cletus. He was playing Medivh on, back in June, you know, uh, July last year. And I played against him and he beat us, you know. And then I got fortunate to get him on my team. But I, before that, before he got on my team, I said, good game, I, you did, did an amazing job I you know, I, I don't know how to play me very well, and you did, you know, you did a great, he said, thanks. And then he was on my team next, so he became a friend of mine. And so, you know, and then we started like doing, you know, doing uh, quick matches together and such, you know. And, you know, it was that was the, you know, the playing it forward, building that it's a skill, it's not something that's obvious, you know. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of like that. That's what I work, you know, I'm kind of a relationship builder, you know, so I, I, um, and I value relationships. You know, I think that, like, the, you know, you saw me reach out to you through Twitter and and the comments on YouTube, and it, we developed a relationship, you know, purely just through comments and such. And then and now we're doing this podcast. So I think that you know, if anything's possible like that, um, you know, I don't know where I was going with this, but just to say, if you you know, playing it forward, you know, people play games to develop sometimes to develop connections and meet other people, so it's a way Mm -hmm. to do that.
1: Yeah, that's really good. Um, I think moving on from here, I think we've kind of beat those ideas to death for (laughs) for the time being. Um, So we have the kind of just overall glance at what we see the, so we mentioned before that they're going to probably change the roles at some point going forward, and you could probably search around on previous Reddit AMAs, we're not going to waste time since it's not live on the game yet to go over those. But just looking at the current state of the game, what we think um, about each of the main roles being supports, warriors, and assassins. So starting with supports. um, So in the most recent round of patch notes, uh, Malfurion finally got nerfed a little bit. He lost the movement speed talent at level 1, and he also lost Ice Block. Um, And then prior to that, Rhaegar saw some buffs and he's now able to have much more mana sustain if you pick the lightning shield talent and things like that. Um but overall this has probably been the most overall stable branch of of the support meta as a whole ever in Heroes history. Um for a long time basically heroes had this basically ebb and flow of a of a support that's really good and it's the tippy top and it's like head and shoulders above all the other ones. So if you don't get that one or it's banned then it's, you know, basically GG. But now there's so many supports that can actually kind of have a give and take, depending on what your style of team or play is, that they all have their own kind of, not niches, but they all do what they need to do pretty well. And it doesn't, it leads to a very, like, actually fun meta where you're not really like, oh no, they got, you know, X support, basically we're screwed, right? It's like, I remember times where you're like, oh no, there's no supports to play here, like, you know Brightwing can't compete with healing kind of thing
0: <laughs> yeah i think like we we saw prior to the deckard King release that Malfurion and Stukov yeah malfearing and
1: Stukov like, are the tippy top of the meta right. and there was no one else that could touch it
0: yeah and then they introduced um uh deckard you know and, and they did some tweaks to some of the other ones like anna uh Rhaegar, um brightwing got some tweaks um Alexstrasza's gotten some recent tweaks. Yeah, and her um, life
1: binder they, tweak has really propelled her forward.
0: Yeah. Then they put some nerfs. They put some nerfs on Stukov, and he's dropped. And Deckard Cain
1: too. They they yeah. kind of normalized healing a little bit, not a lot, but mm-hmm. it just dropped the numbers a bit.
0: Yeah. So right now we're seeing Rhaegar as the number one, you know, uh, uh, win rate via uh, hot slugs. Yeah, via hot slugs, and believe it or not, Anna's number two. You know, a lot of people that think, surprises oh,
1: the heck out of me. Yeah, well, I
0: think. Anna's um, got so Rhaegar's got you know, he, I think people still play Rhaegar the same way for the most part. Um they're just they're they're considering taking the uh the lightning talent at four to have the extra mana. Mm-hmm. And then they're changing up their level six, their level thirteen picks, you know, whether they go the shield or they go the extra uh cues. Um Anna, because you know, she's got that sleep dart, you know, she provides that, plus she can also um at level seven, she can, uh, not Paradox did a nice little video about that, but um, she can go um, uh, debilitating dart. So she sleeps, then she then puts a debilitating dart, and then that person's like stuck, you know, like being in a cragmire mm-hmm. to be just gang- ganked up on and killed. I mean, that's why like a lot of like Deckard, you know, the uh, Sapphire build, you know, level one, take Sapphire, you put a slow on people and, you know, they're, they're dead. You know, I mean, slows are just, you know, Amazing. So, it's a borderline route. Yeah. same with Lily. You know, Lily with her blinding wins, she can take a level four. The uh talented adds a slow, you know. So once again, slows the target, everyone ganks up on it and kills it, you know. Um so yeah, I mean, we're seeing, you know, I I, I do think we we have a pretty good support meta right now. Um Malfurian, even the changes to him, I think you know, they didn't nerf him, they they gave him some utility and they took away his ice block and We'll See how that pre- 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 you know how it affects the pros. I'm not seeing a lot of muff hearing in silver every once in a while, but I still think he can hold his own. So, yeah,
1: I think he's fine still. He still provides a lot of healing, and because he, because of his new or his most recent rework, where he can now, when he uh moon fires heroes with regrowth on them, they get a burst heal. I think that I mean, yeah. he just he's just a really high heal per second healer and uh fits kind of like that active play style, which which I think over time they've really kind of been able to bring that out in their support play um, and once we get to to white main we can really talk about that
0: yeah i think white main with her damage is definitely going to is going to it's definitely going to be an interesting dynamic that they add to the the match and i right. think the the heroes that are suffering right now in the support i would say lucio yes you know, he has no diversity and that was the your discussion today he's so
1: squishy he's just really like like if he gets stun locked or just takes too much poke damage, he just yeah. wilts.
0: But he has no, but he has no burst control. Yeah, he really has no way to deal with a lot of burst. So, mm-hmm. um, so there, I think he just needs talent diversity. You know, they need to kind of do what they've been doing with the other heroes and figure out what he what, either move some talents around or change some talents, give him something, you know, that makes him, you know still be Lucio, but also have some fun. You know, most yeah. of the things they've been doing is tweaking his numbers of heals, like how much healing he puts out. I don't think that's yeah. really... Well, I think that's going.
1: just Blizzard being scared because a lot yeah. of aura type abilities where you have area effect control mm-hmm. is, is, it's hard to balance. You know, it's, it's one of those things that's, that's gets too good to to some mm-hmm. degree. And so it's just rough when, you know, if they, if they tweak it too much or make it too strong, it's going to be impossible to deal with where you know i think right now they're kind of on the other the conservative side of that dilemma
0: and then there's tironde and tassadar and tassadar at one point like last year was pretty the... pretty OP you know it's with been his the damage, tassadar you know? meta so...
1: for many many times
0: <laughs> right. and so now he's in that place where his shields are amazing but they don't heal. So they prevent, but they don't heal. And that's maybe they need to kind of think about taking away some of the prevention and and adding a little bit more heal. And then with Toronto, same concept, you know, she's got a lot of utility. She is an assassin basically that can heal a little bit. So it's like, yeah, I think Toronto
1: more of that assassin type support now, you know, providing suns and, and kind of a debuffing utility. If you pick that talent, um, yeah, and then the other one I would say that's kind of contentious is is Abathur and how much he can heal, because you've yes. already seen it in HGC where you have solo support abathers that go regenerative care pace at level 1, and then they're able to kind of keep their team alive. It's a tough topic, because
0: yeah. On the contrary, though, like, between win percentage and popularity, the popularity, it's Malfurion Stukov, Stila, yeah, and Stukov still, and Deckard. And, right, mean, yeah, so anything above 20, percent I'm you know, kind of putting in the top five. It's you know, people are still picking off hearing a lot, Stukov, Lily. Obviously, Lily's always picked, um, Lily's picked uh, too often because she's yeah.
1: just the easiest hero to play yeah. or as a healer. Yeah, he, yeah, I would say support in general as a role from the player base is the least
0: played, yeah. And then there's the uh, Oxstraza and and Breitwinger kind of in that that below. Uh, below the 20% uh, mm-hmm. to the 30%. So I think with Alex Trazza, as more people get used to her healing style and stop you know, doing E-builds <laughs> and, and <laughs> actually start taking W-build with the new heroic yeah, the new ultimate. I,
1: I've yet yeah. to try Lifebinder, but I've been meaning to do it because I did, I totally overlooked that change on the ultimate.
0: Yeah. And then there's heroes that are just good on certain maps. Like Alex is really good on the Promo Shrines mm-hmm. and on Velka because you have control points. So she provides benefit there. Rhaegar is good on certain maps. So, you know, having a diversity based on the map is also, I think, important as well. Yeah. Maybe having you know. So I think we covered supports pretty well.
1: Yeah. So next we got the Warriors. And so Warriors can be split into two groups, one being main tanks and one being off tanks, a.k.a. solo laners. Um, so far, what I would say from the Warrior side of things is that from the main tank perspective, the the overall meta there is actually quite stale. It feels like mostly Diablo Meriden, a little bit of Johanna, and maybe a little bit of uh, garage But garage has honestly fallen off a lot. And then there's a few pocket picks available for Stitches, since uh, Stitches is actually a really he's really beefy as a tank. He's like I think he still has the highest health pool or close to it. Um, as a starting level or starting level one, and he provides decent wave clear if you tile in the slam build. But other than that, it's pretty, it's pretty boring to to be a main tank player right now. You don't have a lot of issue or a lot of uh, options, I guess, because ETC is too squishy. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know if you have anything to add really with main tanks.
0: So the interesting dynamic about main tanks is, and this, you know, when you look at hot slogs, look at win percentage. The bruisers get kind of the highest win percentages. The Leoric, um, that makes sense too. Uh, Rexar, uh, um, Artanis, Sonya, Stitches. You know, Stitches can be a, um, a bruiser more than a tank, but you can play a tank. The um, mm-hmm. uh, Haka variant. They're all above uh, Mer- Meridin, uh, Nubrak. Uh, Arthas and um, uh, Johanna—they're all above fifty percent in the um, win rate. But when you look at popularity, Diablo is like number one, <laughs> and Garash is, is second popular, at forty-eight. But the funny but thing he's about Garash more. is right. But as, Ga- as but Gar- Garash's win rate is forty-five, he's like second to Cho'Gall. So from uh, win percentage, so that it's is funny, actually so really strange. I always wonder if there's a if there was a way to do a ratio like based mm-hmm. on not just popular so there's a ratio of win percentage versus popularity. I, want, right. I don't I'm not a math person, but I, if I could talk to a math person, I'd say if you could help me develop a ratio to determine which ones are more successful. Like you would assume well you could just pick rexar, but you know rexar doesn't always work. Right. You know? Because <laughs> if
1: if you have any sort of game knowledge, you know that rexar is kind of not great in the current state of the game. Right. You know, he works on very specific maps probably Braxis being the best for his role currently but right. I don't even know if you'd want to really pick him there too much anymore and I, and this is coming from a person who loves Rexar and has like a 70% win rate with him over the over 100 games played
0: <laughs> I think the I think what we're seeing right now the with the armor changes the back yeah uh, mm-hmm. you know, the armor changes but also because of the um, the attack speed you know, uh, Muradin, Arthas, and you know, Johanna have seen a kind of a rise in popularity. Uh, Muradin can slow attack speeds, right? Mm-hmm. So things like Rainer, who loves attack speed, and, and Meriden,
1: like never dies just because of the way mm-hmm. his trait mm-hmm. works and things like that. His self sustain is amazing.
0: As the main tank, he's getting yes. a lot of value right now. And he can also do a garage with his Haymaker if he wants. You know, if yeah, you, if you decide I mean, to go that route. Right. I mean, it's great when he goes the other when he goes the what's it? Um a stone skin or whatever form and mm-hmm. it's got the regeneration healing really quick. But the playmaker, the garrosh playmaker is the haymaker, you know, jump, leap in front of the support, turn around, whack them into your team. <laughs> right. <laughs> and then jump back away, you know, so there's that combo there. That's the you know, the kind of the garage. And then Arthas, you know, Arthas is, you know, slow, but he, if he gets if he can walk in and, and Turn on his E and you know, and get into your melee and your backline. Everyone's attack speed goes to the Z- zilch. And then Johanna, when she you know, hit you, she stuns you and slows you. So those three right there, I think that's what you're seeing as your yeah. main tanks.
1: Well, and I think Johanna two works because the the since cleanse has been removed from most supports, mm-hmm. she she gets a lot of value from having a uh, ability like to self to self cleanse and uh, on top of that she has the extra wave clear like it does more damage on her w the condemn yes. to minions and mercenaries so she just she she winds up filling a role that i think for hero league type play is is vital because many players don't think about the idea of like i'm gonna need to clear waves like many people just think about oh we need to be able to kill things right, <laughs> right. so so that's just i think for for players who need to fill the role i think johanna is a good fallback if that's um, the way you need it, so to speak.
0: Yeah. And John is like, being, I'm starting to play her more now just because I like her playstyle. I can play that playstyle, you know. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'll be honest with you, the Ishbu guide on Garrosh opened my eyes to being how to play a tank, you know, just always mounting, you know, going in, you know, uh, where do you position, how do you position people, you know, I mean, so, and then that's helped me kind of play more tanks, mm-hmm. tank roles, so...
1: It's weird. I yeah. actually, I should probably actually read that because I haven't read it, and I, I, like I've I've absorbed more knowledge from watching tanks and HGC play than actually like listening to a guide. Um, mm-hmm. and this guide
0: is <laughs> is really good, and it do, it's yeah not it doesn't you know, surprise
1: me. But like to me, I don't know. It's weird. Like if I watch a whole bunch of HGC, even though I said we weren't going to talk about it, <laughs> um, when I if I watch a whole bunch of HGC, I feel like my skill level goes up by like osmosis which is really strange but it, i mean it makes sense right because if you're watching a higher level play you kind of like start absorbing the the play styles of it and, you, you, and it's really weird to think about it from a psychological standpoint but it makes sense um
0: yeah. yeah so the three things i picked up from this guy just to give you an idea yeah was, was um you know mounting always mount up because that you know when you're in a tank you're slow so if you're on your mount you you have a better chance for engagements. So right. that's the one thing I learned. The second thing I learned is learn to use on release for um certain abilities things that have ground like you know there's a groundbreaker mm-hmm. by putting that on release you can hold it down walk in kind of figure out where the the back line is and then release it and then mm-hmm. that's when you get that's how you catch people so i always complete my quest before i didn't know how to complete the quest now mm-hmm. i know how to complete yeah
1: it. so that's one of the actually that's one thing i've never actually mentioned in my videos i play almost exclusively on release with everything in the game except for i believe tracer's blink her little uh okay. dash forward Cause you don't. Cause what can happen is if you're spamming Q, to blink mm-hmm. forward, it can you can basically waste all your charges without actually meaning to. Um.
0: Yeah, I've gone through all my heroes <laughs> and basically have gone anything that puts a ground like a Radical or something. I've yeah. been on release. And then certain abilities like Hanzo, like all like his Q and his W, I actually use on release as well. Um, so there's certain things that I do now for each hero, but and then if I'm not doing that, I do quick cast. So yeah, by default. Um, so yeah, so the third thing I learned was where do you throw people? So with Garrosh before ten, you throw behind, you know. But after ten, because all of his abilities are you know, the if you take the standard Garrosh build is to stun your opponents, throwing them forward into the, their team stuns them. And then you hit groundbreaker, then you taunt. You got like six seconds of like, you know, where your team hard CC that they can just wail and stuff, you know? And so if they're smart and they know how to play with you, you're going you know. to, but, but I see Garrosh is still to this day. will throw people in the back line and you say, stop throwing in the back line. You're going to get your healer killed. <laughs> <laughs> well, especially too.
1: I, I mean, don't throw the enemy frontliner. Cause that's exactly where he wants to be. <laughs>
0: I've learned that now, so yeah. you know I, I've gotten much better with Garrosh because I now because Ish-Bruge kind of said, "Hey, dummy, mm-hmm. this is how you do it." <laughs> so and I'm I, like, I okay, think well, that's
1: cool. just to cut this short too, the we don't really need to talk too much about the Bruisers, um, except to say that the the Bruiser meta is basically ruled by the one true Goat Lord right now. Well,
0: yeah. <laughs> there's still Artanis's buffs, but Artanis's
1: buffs problem? actually uh, we don't know where that's going to land. Because right. so, yeah. that seems pretty strong right now, I don't know. But the the because he has the Nexus blades moved in as a sixteen talent with it that's actually stronger. You mm-hmm. might actually see a more like late game oriented Artanis pick on certain maps like um Battlefield of Eternity where you want Artanis to be that like off lane DPS on the immortals, which I actually liked picking him there anyways, or seeing Artanis is there uh overall as artanis I don't like him as much because he's lacks hard cc
0: yeah
1: and 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 if he gets cc he his sustain falls to zero so he just kind of turns into he's kind of like an illidan with shields in some ways.
0: Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna looking for the counter to Artanis, it's Brightwing, right? Because he oh, starts yeah. his play that... dash, and, and mm-hmm. then you just polymorph, and then he has no shield. And... <laughs>
1: that's that's, that's so... actually not a bad point. Um, Assassins, we'd be here all day if we talked about them, but I would say overall Assassins, uh, I think the biggest point is to talk about the normalization of Overwatch heroes, and like uh, Chromie, where you're seeing ways of taking dps characters that are relatively safe all the time or have too much mobility and trying to tone them down conservatively so that they are weaker when they have no cooldowns available or they have to be more interactive with the enemies on the screen uh like basically i guess increasing the risk versus reward factor of the hero Mm -hmm. so yeah it's
0: you know popularity wise you know. We have Rainer as number one with the bullet with 82.9% popularity, mm-hmm. but that's because he's banned probably... 90% uh, of the time. 80% of those times, right? Yeah. <laughs> we have Chromia as number two, 69% or 70%. Um, then we then we drop down to the 50s, and then we get into the Genjis and the Calathists. Um, and then it goes into the 30s. We have Gina, uh, Phoenix, Lee Ming. So basically all the mages are uh, in the Tier 2 popularity and actually being picked. Um, then you get your melee you get, you get your Hanzo, Vala for the Battlefield of Eternity mm-hmm. popularity and so then it gets to the Thrall Cassia, Greymane um, you know uh, kind of in that you know, rounding out the, the popularity yeah those
1: are more niche picks except for Thrall because he can be a solo laner more often than not yeah,
0: yeah and so you know I think in double tanks you know, you're still going to see the people pick um they're going to probably pick their Tychuses or their yells mm-hmm. or um uh you know, I like to pick thrall into double warrior, only because you can take a giant killer. Type yeah, the the of alpha build. wolf. Yes, alpha wolf and uh, uh, ancestral. What was it? The uh, yeah, level seven talent. Yeah, player. the the
1: ancestral wrath. I believe it's called. Or something. Ancestral yeah. wrath.
0: Yeah, which is a percentage based uh, damage as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what's a, uh, another popular? I like junk rat. Oh, you I know, love Junkrat. rat. He can. He can put out hundreds, thousands, you know, of hero damage, yeah, like hundred k of hero damage. You know, I mean, and just sit in the back. Now the problem with Junkrat, he doesn't have, he his kills are usually with his um, rip tire, right? Right. He's not going to get poke, poke kills. He's he's, he's the tire.
1: ultimate poke based hero, and and I think to a more like to a, to a, a larger degree, he's a displacement hero like Garage. Like it's all right. about placing your concussive mine and knocking a hero away. It, you know, or, or into your team or over a wall or something to p- displace them too far, and that, you know, the friendly team or the enemy team can't save him is it, basically what the way I see the hero is supposed to be played. Right. And, and he think, just provides late and clear and fast rotations post 13.
0: Yeah. I think the one hero I haven't really put a lot of time in is in Phoenix, and I think mm-hmm. that there's going to be one more balance patch. And then, um, then I'll probably start putting more time into him. Yeah, but I feel like I still has, see him a lot.
1: The the emergency thing he gets at level twenty is still a little crazy for that hero.
0: Yeah.
1: Um. I think now is a good point to transition into the most recent reworks and also future mini reworks. So the most of you guys probably know the two most recent reworks were Asbel and and Raynor, and. It's funny, like, I was just looking at hero, uh, hot songs like you were doing, and Rainer and Esmond are the top two heroes right now, and I. It, it feels really cool to see that because those are two heroes that are pr- really unpopular probably for the last year or so, and for the Heroes dev team to get it right, you know, and, and actually, like, drive so much popularity to these heroes for the first time in a long time is just really cool.
0: Yeah, I think Rainer, you know, I th- definitely think he's in line for another balance change, you know, just to normalize some of his scaling probably.
1: Yeah, I think he's was- for sure. I think his scaling, it was an unnecessary adjustment. I think that's why he's so prioritized still. Um, just so everyone knows, I think his auto attack scales at 5% per level, right?
0: Something like that, yeah.
1: So, and just for every other hero in the game, they scale at 4% for all abilities, yeah uh, Per level, so for Rainer to scale at one percent higher is is a little ridiculous because by the late game, it, if games go to like level twenty, it's just too much for most teams to handle, and it's it's just really unnecessary. I think they're the team dev team was trying to make sure that the they nerfed his overall auto attack damage, but that's because his auto attack splash with a crit now, so they yeah. weren't they weren't sure if that was going to be too much or they needed to to boost it a little bit. And So we'll probably see I, at least another change for him.
0: I do think he's mortal, though. I mean, I, I oh yeah, I mean he's just, weak.
1: He's weak to dive for sure.
0: So I don't think. Yeah, you know, I think that there's. I think that there's an he, over. He, he's
1: not on my EV for the first two weeks. Right.
0: <laughs> I think if you if you if you let him go through the draft, and you know he's definitely going to be pick number one, number two. You know, I personally feel that Azodan is the danger right now. If you let him, through oh the draft. for sure. Yeah, I was just saying yeah, that in my
1: Hero League game to earlier today, is he's overtuned at this point right now. Um,
0: and then, and then in lower leagues, Caliphus has got too much value because yep. people group up. They, yep. they, you know, they kill
1: their own teams you, with you, chain bomb.
0: Exactly. So I, I, i you know, they talk about counterplay and fun. I'm not a big fan of the Caliphus, You know, I mean, I, I get it, but I mean, it counters just a lot of
1: playstyles, and just from like a game sense point of view, it's it's just really hard to like because because if if you're a low skilled player it's hard mm-hmm. for you to see that effect on someone already and you're panicking most of the time yeah. and so you're like oh crap i'm walking to you know it's more of like oh sorry i didn't mean to do that you know it's like being new to something and you're it's too late when it's happening <laughs> right kind of thing
0: i mean He's not as bad as like say Chromie right now, but I right because Chromie doesn't I, interact with the
1: enemy team. She just right. throws stuff from shadow, enemy. and all of a sudden you lose half your health. <laughs> um, yeah,
0: you know, but I I will say when I when the enemy team gets the kill this it can it it sometimes leads to the loss. I I feel mm-hmm. like you know that's I, I'm, we're in for a loss. But I do also say prioritize him. You know I'm always paying him because and it's weird they're taking the lower leagues they are still taking convection so i don't think that they understand what the other i mean they've,
1: they've always taken like since that talent has been in the game i think it's always been the most likely taken because i, I
0: thought um, people were actually going away from it though and taking the other talents and but I, lately i've just been seeing a lot of convection so i'm like Brew.
1: i don't know it, to me it's just weird because i think when people see more damage they think it's better but it's like when you just do the math on it and it doesn't it's not, like, hard math or anything. But when you look at it, it's only, like, 100 extra damage on your Q after completing it. And that's, like, one level. Or, like, level 10 in yeah. scaling numbers. So, like, it's really, you know, it's negligible at best. Because if you get killed, you know, or if you never completed it, it's a wasted talent. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess to to, to kind of go back onto the mage thing with Chromie, is probably the most important change is upcoming. Um, basically what they're doing for Chromie is increasing your auto-attack range. Uh, I think it's actually going to be one of the longest auto-attacks in the game now. It's going to be 7.5 uh, up from 5.5. And, and they're putting Bronze Talents baseline and then giving a new version of Bronze Talents that in- increases the current Bronze Talents. So it'll be a 100% buff auto-attack after casting your Q and then a another 100% buff, so 200% total if you take it at level 7 so, basically, Chromie's going to be, like, this auto-attack-weaving behemoth, which is, like, auto-attack mage, which sounds strange to say. <laughs> right. um, and then they're adding, like, a vision indicator for when uh, 0.5 seconds seconds after casting the W, the Dragon's Eye, and then, I believe, the Q stacks no longer increase the Q damage, but her scaling went up on the Q damage.
0: Right, there's, a, there's no yeah right there's a there's no longer an uncapped she's no longer uncapped
1: which i think is cool because that normalizes the hero because like what will happen is if you're good chromie she gets stacked like crazy you know like i have a few friends of mine that play chromie and they got like 100 stacks in a long game and they're just able to just do this insane damage with their Qs. so like that discrepancy of having a good chromie versus a bad chromie is going to kind of go away like they'll still get the sand clone quicker but it won't be as detrimental if they don't anymore
0: Makes sense. Mm-hmm.
1: And then Stukov is pretty easy as a. As a it's just a kind of a talent reshuffle. And the interesting thing I noticed looking at that one was just kind of like you see uh, a move away from more questing talents. So all of the questing talents that he did have at one point no longer are questing talents. And they give the bonuses, at least to some degree, instantaneously. And then they kind of just are opening up more build paths for Stukov to do more things. Yeah
0: i'm kind of excited about those changes I, i'm looking forward to mm-hmm. you know, i
1: i always thought sukov was really amazing as a healer
0: yeah so i'm looking forward to that next week and mm-hmm. well, of course i'll be playing yeah i in world of warcraft i played disc Priest, so okay uh, I'm yeah right, left so left
1: go right. ahead and s- kick off the discussion for uh white main i i haven't played her in ptr or anything like that but it, she looks yeah, really fine
0: she's got a cleanse that's what i know oh I, she does dude, have a cleanse i, I think it, yeah. Oh yeah, she is an unstoppable.
1: Um, so, she does. You're right. I did. I did see the talents. I looked at Heroes her through today. So to pull
0: it up right now. I, I think you and I were talking. Like I'm not a big fan of the PTR, and I mean, yes, not. It's just um, I like. I don't. I don't like World of Warcraft. Never participate in the beta. And the reason why is because I want to experience it when it's released. Yeah, I don't yeah.
1: want to. Ru- I don't want to ruin the fun before it. Uh, it's new right
0: right? <laughs> right it's kind of like you know opening your presence ahead of time even like some of the <laughs> or, sprays and stuff it's not even know. that it's like yeah.
1: peaking it's just like peeking. you know it's like right. ooh, and it ruins the surprise
0: now, i mean it doesn't mean i don't look at some other people's videos and stuff but you know me myself i want to kind of just i want to experience it when it comes out you know and then if there's you know problems you know i want it to get worked out um i think the biggest thing is that maybe there might you might get used to something that's in the ptr that doesn't make it to the final version and that would be disappointing as well so i don't know it's just my yeah you know, my mental block and i'm not like a streamer making my living off of you know providing the <laughs> content like grubby no. those guys so i'm perfectly patient in fact i'd rather work on the time to get more gold so i have thousand <laughs> gold that just drop right away
1: and you see i personally cool. like so this is just other resources in the game i personally enjoy reading uh math of the storm uh, yeah. that's on tempo storm and it's uh chaos os is his handle on twitter mm-hmm. and stuff like that and he he does basically in-depth like statistical analysis of all the heroes and like their talents and things like that to basically look at from a purely numbers and math point of view of like what makes the hero like objectively the best mm-hmm. and i enjoy reading those things to kind of like formulate my first opinion on a yeah. hero before i even like you know, go into theory crafting and just kind of, uh, you know, put my my the, my own head to the grindstone because I think that's important to kind of understand uh, mathematically speaking and in a, you know, um, in a vacuum, I guess, or a perfect scenario. Um, overall, just from looking at it as a, from a hero design standpoint, giving a healer an aggressive playstyle is always a go-to, and I have a few of my friends who are strictly support mains and and they've always tried to stay away from the passive healers like they were of old where they're basically a heal bot and Blizzard has taken that criticism very well in yeah. the last year. And they've, they've really tried to make that a priority for the, for the dev team as a whole. And, and I feel like they've accomplished that goal and I think White Main is going to be a pinnacle of that. So we'll see yeah. in a week when where <laughs> she falls.
0: Yeah, I mean to play a healer, you have to auto attack. It seems mm-hmm. you have to. A lot of the healers, or you don't have to use attack. your
1: damage ability,
0: right? And to be successful, like with Ariel, the way she, you know, I've seen Orioles that they don't auto attack and they don't have as much hope. And you know, that's the first thing you'll tell them is mm-hmm. auto attack. Same with um, Lieutenant Morales. Oh, you have to auto attack to get your energy. <laughs> so it's like, <laughs> you know, so they're, you know, they are purposely adding that. Yeah, I that actually forgot Morales is
1: in the game. You see her so rarely you see her on uh holdout, yeah. Right? yeah
0: so yeah i mean so i think the role of healer being the heal bot is definitely <clears throat> hopefully it's going it, it's going to just start taking a backseat like mm-hmm. rhaegar you know oh rhaegar of, well rhaegar you know for me and one of the reasons why i've been playing him a lot in here league is because i have been taking bloodlust i think rhaegar I is just silver, fun so. yeah because you but can be I aggressive bloodlust
1: be rewarded right. for it
0: but i tell the team pick auto attackers we take Mm bloodlust and you will be amazed what team fights are like with (laughs) reygar if you're all there you're all auto attacking and he bloodlusts you're going to win the team fight basically Mm -hmm. i've i've i mean like sky sky temple's the most fun because they're you know the enemy team's on the on the boss and they're doing the boss oh right say and i'm pinging my you know i'm all picking my 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 teller bloodlust is up gather around boys it's gonna showtime, and they get that they get that the um <laughs> and we all just roll right in and we wipe a three a couple right. in the process and that's kind that's of fun just, yeah.
1: that's yeah. always yeah. A, that's always fun when you feel like you're you're changing the course of a fight just with one button
0: yeah yeah and um, i mean that's yeah and yeah, i haven't done that with lucio yet with the reverse amp, but i mean i'm sure it's possible
1: yeah Lu- lucio's a little bit harder to justify because the the other alt is just so much better yeah um,
0: well, with Alex Trazza, most people take the, the dragon form, right? Yeah. You know, right. the,
1: the, well they use it for damage, right? I yeah, mean you saw it yeah. in that one stream I think I did where where they, yeah. they were being hyper aggressive with it, but the thing is yes. they don't realize it from a numbers perspective that it's a heal. It does three times more healing than damage. Like flat out. Yeah. <laughs> so so people get they're like, Oh, I can use it as damage, I'm going aggro baby kinda you know, no, no, heal
0: your I, team. <laughs> I do like the, I do like chasing sometimes but well, yeah. I mean Rhaegar it's within reason so though. Fun. Ragar is the ultimate chase now yeah you know, cuz mm-hmm. he can just bite things
1: right <laughs> Well that yeah the dog bite you know you, that that I think that's about that that's the the mastering of Ragar, is weaving in the puppy form basically to be able to get that crit burst damage in Exactly Especially that's... if you go the cooldown reduction at level 7 I believe it is Yes So Yeah
0: I mean I I you know, I'll be honest with you. Before I took Learning Fives, the the group, uh, I wasn't taking cleanse. Now I take cleanse all the time. And, well, cleanse is a high I, high skill I,
1: talent, and and yeah. it, and it takes a certain level of game sense to be able to maximize it, because what you need to know, what you need to be able to do is anticipate when you see stuns incoming. So the the idea is being able to anticipate the, the enemy's frontliner when they're going to use their lockdown ability, right? Right. And, and being able to see that proactively is or as it's coming Mm -hmm. is what's going to save someone's life right because basically it's the shutdown ability and i think that's why they kind of removed cleanse because it's just like whoever got cleanse off first or whatever or had it up or baiting out cleanse was the one who would win the game or win the fight yeah Mm, i think right now would be to i guess sneak peek onto your next discussion this week
0: yeah, so this week we're going to take a look at Illidan. Um, you know, he'll be the Thursday assassin, and uh, you know, I don't think there's a lot. I mean, there's not been a lot of stuff discussed about Illidan. No, you know? he's so been I
1: really think... into the in the ditches, I guess, so to speak, and playing him in quick matches, rough. It even, and he's kind of like not even all that great to play in Hero League, even I would say. Um, yeah,
0: so I think, but I think that there's probably some one trickers out there that play oh, a for sure,
1: it's for sure there, and we, I mean, I feel like if you've played Heroes of Storm for any length of period of time, you remember the days of Illidan of old, where he would just, you know,
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: he yeah. get onto a target and and you know Knock he was just them, yeah you know? he was just there. Um, I will say though that I think Illidan is still absolutely amazing as a um, tank buster, or not a tank buster, a core buster, mm-hmm. like he can solo a core, because mm-hmm. he can just flip over it every time, and the, the, the enemy team is just kind of in circles around you, trying to catch yeah. up um, but beyond that he, he really suffers uh, I think with a lot of the CC in the game, like my ev and things like that, he doesn't really have the utility anymore uh, to be able to stick to a target enough because if he's not being able to auto attack he doesn't get his cooldown reduction, he doesn't get the self sustain, and he just, you know He's like, why me? <laughs>
0: he yeah.
1: was not prepared.
0: <laughs> and then just to give kind of like, we're running towards the end of the, of all the heroes. Like, cause we've covered most of the popular ones. Yeah. I mean, like the
1: newer ones. So, yes.
0: Yeah, so we have about, I think we have about four warriors, four supports, two specialists and about eight or seven assassins mm-hmm. left. And then um, we're back to square one. So um you know, during that time, you know, I think one of the things you and I have discussed is maybe doing some workshops of the previous discussions, and and taking what was discussed in the hero discussion and maybe workshopping that out a little bit. Yeah. You know, and trying to help people, you know, discover those heroes if they haven't, and give you
1: know, like a like a how-to tips and tricks or things you know, to avoid stuff like that would be really yeah. helpful, I believe.
0: Yeah. And I'm looking forward to trying to do that. You know, learn. i I like learning all this. You know, technology stuff with uh, regards to YouTube and things like that. Mm-hmm. It's funny. Uh, you know, I tried a personal podcast on Last FM or on Anchor FM, and uh, how many times I started that, that that podcast? It must have been like, I don't know, like twenty times, in like an hour, <laughs> just to do like a five minute like intro to who just, I am,
1: just to ramble on a little bit. <laughs>
0: Yeah, and like, you know, it's like, I, but this discussion, you and I having this conversation, way easier. <laughs> right,
1: yeah. It, it, it's hard because when you're, when you, especially if you're recording and you see, like, oh, you look at the levels on the screen, whatever. It, it, it feels a little bit more daunting. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's, especially so if, okay. if you can see yourself. If you're recording yourself and you hear your own voice and things, it's, um, contrary to popular belief. I don't actually listen to all of my videos, I kind of record it and I say, that's fine. And I don't listen to it, and I edit it when I need to, and then I you know it lives on the internet after that <laughs> yeah I mean
0: you know it's a performance, yeah you know, it' so.
1: kinda it really is
0: yeah, so I've had a great time you know just doing this this initial podcast, hopefully you know I, you hope know, i I'm doing it really for myself, but I hope that other people are finding you know some
1: well you know, I, some yeah mm-hmm. the, the point is to do it because we enjoy it and you know. If you do it for yourself, you're not the only one that enjoys this game. We know that for a fact. If you look at HGC, there's, like, I think I've seen it peak of, like, 20,000. If it's not, like, if it's on an average weekend. But if it's, uh, you know, mid season brawl or something, it peaks way even higher than that. So there's, there's people out there that will definitely find stuff like this interesting. And if they're letting one like us who wants to just get better, they'll find it, you know? That's the way I see it.
0: Yeah, and you talked about you know should we invite other people on the show? I think like you know if people are they're producing content and they want to come on the show and I'm totally down talk- for that. That'd be really cool yeah. to pick their I brain.
1: Mean, um, you know, like if we like you already shouted out Ishbu and stuff like that and the Heroes Hearth team. They, for sure, I guess some of them would love to just be able to talk about you know their favorite heroes or just roll stuff. Uh, because if you know if it's kind of weird when you have to write like, make videos for YouTube and stuff like that, you're really stuck. You know, trying to parse things down to as small of a format as possible or short and concise because people's attention spans are pretty like slow or low rather, you know, they're not really going to sit there and watch the whole thing. Like for my like year and a half or so of YouTube, my average watch time is like four minutes. And like most of my videos are 20 minutes long, which I don't know, maybe maybe it's partly my problem or not. I don't know. But, you know, it's just a thing.
0: Yeah, and, you know, you get a little bit of feedback, but you don't know where it's coming. You know, like you said, it's four minutes, but maybe maybe they, they get the gist of what you're talking about. Right, yeah. And, and kind of just, like, you know, there's the gameplay. You know, one of the things I noticed, like, say, with, um, what was it, um, Alex the Pro-G. Mm-hmm. One of the things he was doing was putting his build in the beginning. Like, he'd actually, like, pump, you know, like, he took his Hero's Hearth, uh picture and put it in the beginning. Mm, and, okay. So he would talk a little bit about what was going on, then he would do the picture, and then it would be the match. You know, you tend to do a, like a kind of a long intro, going yeah. down the, the talent tree and stuff, and then you post the match and you kind of edit the match so it's not boring. So, yeah, I, I think that's a good approach too. You know? I,
1: I like to give context to what I do because I think yeah. if people like have like, I use the, the minute or like I try to keep it down to like a, t- a minute or two minutes worth of intro material of like just ideas I see about the hero, what makes him fun, and like. Why would you pick the hero or something like that? like what is the overall goal of what this hero is supposed to do in a given match? Because sure I'm playing quick match, but I don't play it like I'm playing quick match as like a you know Yolo you know run it down mid idea yeah. I, I try to I try to go in there and be like, what am I, what is my like what is this what is this hero do strategically right So like going back to the Asmodan, he's the, he's a mage now. he's not an assassin. Sorry, people. You know, like, <laughs> right. he's there to do, he's there to be in the four-man, throwing his globes out, getting his annihilation stacks up, and stack into the late game, and then putting his demon lieutenants out into the other lanes of the map to get split pressure. And I just yeah.
0: think,
1: <laughs> I just think yeah, understanding like- stuff like that is really important.
0: And you know, that like that TL, the TLDR kind of description right there is great for some people because they don't really get it right. Like, well, yeah, I, because I it's
1: not there on paper. Like, you know, the, the dev team isn't going to tell you, hey, this is what this hero does.
0: <laughs> so there was a couple threads in Reddit about Malthiel, right? And I played Malthiel when he released and I really liked him. And then he got reworked and I was like, he's not as good at it anymore. So I stopped playing him, right? And then someone asked a question on Reddit and I was just, cognitive of it, and i caught that question and then um cavalier guest said hey here's how you play malthion now you basically you go um on a pale horse mm-hmm. you split soak mm-hmm. then team fight occurs you show up and you last rights. you leave and you <laughs> split soaking and doing yeah
1: when you told me this earlier I, I was like that's a really smart way of looking at it
0: right i mean that blurb right there everything else the build and such doesn't matter to me. Now you just know how to play that hero. Same with like Johanna. You know, it's like you like if not Paradox does a good job, explains, hey, this is how you play not this is the the, the TLDR or on Garage. You know, mm-hmm. now that's the base. You then go, you know, that's not the way you play them all the time. That's just how your standard play is. And then you improvise from there based on the other talents, you know. So and I think that's really what we're trying to achieve is, you know, I think people when they when they look at these videos, sometimes the the build is kind of daunting to them. How do I remember this build? You know, is it just the Q? Is it the W? Is yeah. the Q and the W? And, you know, getting that kind of TLDR baseline is important. And I think, and, and then going and practicing it, going into try mode, making sure you understand it, and then taking it in. And not every situation is going to pan out, you know, and knowing how to make those adjustments. Um, I think that's really what good videos are going to help people yeah. see. Not. Not just do my build. But. It's,
1: well, no, it's it's giving concrete information of like the thought process behind what is this build supposed to achieve, and yeah. that's what this game kind of lacked early on, when there mm-hmm. wasn't like a, you know, you didn't have like what were you what were you trying to accomplish kind of things with heroes. It's kind of like I'm going to do more damage or whatever, and, right. th- and there's like- nothing wrong with that so to speak, but it's just like part of the evolution of the game, I guess.
0: Yeah, I mean, like with Thrall, you know, Thrall, you know, a lot of people, when they play, you know, if they're going to be in the foreman, they're going to take Crash, right? Mm -hmm.
1: Exactly. That's a really good point.
0: Um, And that was what, you know, back in March, that's what you were doing, right? Because Crash Lightning was broken. (laughs) (laughs) It was was, was was
1: broken for about a day. And then Blizzard was like, nope, sorry.
0: Yeah. But then, right, you know, so Crash Lightning gets us nerf, so everyone goes back to Echo of Elements. Echo of Elements is great, you know, and I love Echo you of know,
1: Elements. It's right. it's a fun talent and it just synergizes yeah. well with his overall playstyle. But
0: lower leagues, what your goal is is to win the lane sometimes with Thrall. Right? Also not so,
1: dying. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so to me, when I'm playing I pick Thrall on two lane maps and I say I'll go take care of the soul lane and I specifically go Rolling Thunder and uh sorry. Rolling Thunder, and then Feral Resistance. You know, right there, all that survival, you win soul lanes. You can, you can go, with, as long as you don't get 2 manned, you can win soul lanes of so those two talents. Long, you know, and then, you know, level uh, seven, you can pick uh, Ancestral Wrath or Follow-Through for your damage. You know, if there's a lot of backline, you pick Sundering. If there's a lot of uh, frontline, pick Earthquake. Uh, level 13, you decide if you need... Protection, you know, if you need Frost with Grace for the extra heal or Spirit Shield, but you can go Grace of Air, more damage, and then yep. level uh, 16 you can decide Alpha with if it's a double front line, more percentage based damage, Thunderstorm if you want to try to slow the enemy, or Tempest Fury, you know. So, you right. know, I know that now. It's like it's ingrained in my you know, DNA playing as much <laughs> stronger. It's like, before I'd be like, uh, you know, but yeah. now I know how to play it and survive, you know? And that's really what the, the match is. Don't lose your lane. Don't die. Like yeah. don't die.
1: I, I think honestly, if you just kind of understand like the basic kit of a hero, and then, and then if you like, if you like really have like a mechanical understanding of what does this hero want to do, right? Like early game thrall is a poke hero, right? He just wants to keep using his Qs, stacking his stealth heal, to, and then, and then when he sees a hero overstep its boundaries, you you land your wolf, and then you go in with your E, or you use your E to get yourself out of a bad situation, right? Yeah. And I think once you like understand what the you know your four main your four buttons on the screen do, then you can really kind of look at the talents objectively and be like, what is the best thing for the situation, you know? Yeah. And, and and that's well, what, is- why you make builds, right? Because then things right. start synergizing together to amplify the hero's base kit, basically.
0: When you say I'm gonna play Thrall in the soul lane, what does that really mean? And so like, right. when you say that's, going that's to another circle, point. That's <laughs> so when you say I'm gonna split so that's just kill all the minions, move the next next lane, kill all the minions, move up to the other lane, you know, mm-hmm. and, and cycle back and forth. Winning a soul lane, there's all kinds of guides on, you know, what does winning a soul lane mean? Whether it's, you know, freezing the lane, you know, or winning it and destroying your opponent um I think that that's one of the things that's subtle you know with regards to a hero like thrall you know uh, where, why you might pick him over in the yep. or um something else and I think that's part of the well if you, you, know, you, if you can get, and you have to think
1: about the ultimate too right so like his ultimate is way more impactful from like uh from just the standpoint of right. of you know either an aoE slow or a pretty massive flanking stun in the form of sunder Right. Yeah. You know, he he's very versatile as a hero. It's basically what we're getting at for 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 all the ramblings. But I I really enjoy the idea of talking about it all because he's he's kind of one of those heroes that for me he's he's really close to to what to why I even played Heroes of Storm from the beginning cuz he was the he uh, first hero that was released when I first played in the beta and uh, he he really allows you to excel in a situation as a as a damage dealer that um is is not really available in any other hero from self sustaining because he can heal himself basically. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and there's not many other like a, a, assassins, borderline tank, sustain. You know, probably the only other hero that probably competes with self sustain wise is Muradin. Um, because of the the third second win, third win.
0: Right, but yeah, Muradin, yeah.
1: We've covered so much in this podcast.
0: <laughs> I know, man. People are gonna be like, Jesus, when's it gonna be over? <laughs> we're trying to do this every week right that's yeah kind of
1: a... well at least once a week probably would be a good a good format
0: so we haven't figured out what day we're going to do it but tuesdays is working for us right now but yep. it might be earlier maybe it a might be later.
1: mondays or tuesdays maybe um we'll i don't really know my yeah. school schedule once that starts in later august of this month yep.
0: Cool. And then, yeah, so we'll try to, you know, we'll try to distribute it across all the major platforms. Yep. Um, you know, our goal is to give you something to do when the commute. If we do go on the last, uh, the Anchor FM, there is ways to integrate with us too. You know, you'll be able to send us messages through that platform, much like if it's a YouTube video. Cool. Um, you can do it audio or whatever. So we'll definitely we'll be doing a lot of experimenting and iterating. So,
1: yep. And I think that's a good point to end the podcast, number one of Mastering the Storm.
0: I gotta remember the name, Mastering the Storm. Yeah, <laughs> well,
1: it's, it's the first one, so it's it's gonna be a little rocky, right? Because it's it's not you're not using it every day like you know my intros are are so ingrained in me when I say, "Hey, is Wenzeltron?" You know what I mean? I get the I turn on right. the voice. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> cool. Sweet. Well, thanks everyone for thanks everyone for listening. This is Zelda,
1: and this is it. Wenzeltron. Put some links in the down there with all of the things, different stuff we we uh, talked about or uh, talked uh, links. Of different things or resources that you guys can go and find and obviously my channel will be linked in there as well as well as twitch for both of us respectively so